Okay, good morning everyone. Um, <clears throat> welcome to the Life and Torah of Our Leaders, live Tuesday mornings at 11.30 with First Seder Bismedrish, firstseder.org. And a special welcome to our Torah, anytime viewers and listeners who will be joining the Shir. So Baruch Hashem, as you heard from Rabbi Greenspan, you know, I just want to, you know, like by the Aguda conventions, when someone wants to say something, but they don't want it to count towards their time, they ask the uh, MC if they cannot start the clock yet. So I'll ask Rabbi not to start the clock yet, just to give a little hakdama. Um, Baruch Hashem, as you heard, that I was Eicha last week to be in Europe with Dirshu, in Vilna, in Kavna, and I actually went a day earlier to be a day in Germany. And um, as you know, from many of our shiurim, Baruch Hashem, over the last over a year and a half, many of the shiurim we gave, at least in the beginning of this series, were the many of the kvarim that I was able to be at on previous trips. So those kvarim um, were the catalyst for for the shiurim that we gave on many different gedolim. Now, Baruch Hashem, this trip is actually the first trip after COVID. Um, that I took since we started this shiurim. So it was very meaningful for me to be back at many of the kvarim that we had given shiran, and I had a much greater appreciation for those gedolim in Frankfurt, the Pnei Yeshua, Rabbi Nassim Adler, the Afla, Chassam Seifer's mother. I saw for the first time Rabbi Abish Frankfurter's Matseva, which we've spoken about Rabbi Abish numerous times. Um, we were in Mainz by Rashi's Rebbe, the, the Rebar Yoker, and Rabbi Nugersha Meragoyla. In Worms, the Chavez Yor, we said a shir on the Maril, the Maram Rutenberg, um, Baal Shem of Michelstadt. So that just that day in Germany, where many of the Gedolim we were that we gave shir on, and uh, it was very meaningful for me, as I said, after giving shir to be back at these Kvarim. And then we moved on to Vilna and to Kovna together with Dirshu, and it was a wonderful, wonderful, uh, unbelievable trip. Baruch Hashem. And uh, perhaps somewhere down the line, I'll give a shear. I'll have to figure out how to work it out with the uh, Zoom together with the Torah anytime, maybe with some highlights of the trip. But we, uh, so now we could start the clock, Raburi, and I thank Raburi for the opportunity to give the shiurim because it really has enhanced um, much of the ruchnius of going to these mekaimais in our history, these great gedolim. So, we are continuing our series on Svardashigadhailim, moving to a different end of the world, so to speak, than where we were. And we're continuing now with Reb Chaim Falaji. Reb Chaim Falaji, we mentioned him in one of the previous Shiurim, whose yard site actually was last Tuesday, Yud Zayin Shvat Tofresh Chavches, eighteen sixty eight, which should have been the day that I gave this year and I had prepared for it, but uh, that's when I left that day to travel and wasn't able to give the year. So his yard site was last Tuesday. Who is Reb Chaim Falaji? His father was Rabbi Yaakov ben Reb Chaim from the great Rabbonim in Izmir, Turkey. Rabbi Yaakov was a son-in-law and a Talmud of the chief rabbi of Izmir. His name was Rabbi Fal, Yosef Chazan, the author of the Chikre Lev. He's called the Hachakal as a, uh, a contraction of the words Chikre Lev. And he was the Rosh Hashiva of a yeshiva called Beis Yaakov Rabbi or Beis Yaakov Rabbi. What was this? In his Sefer, Rabbi Chaim Falaji's Sefer, Chalkam Bachayim, 
and he wrote uh, an a tremendous amount of svarim, Reb Chaim Palaji. In Chalkam Bachayim Ayin Tassim Adveis, he writes, "Kimayshaya Minagi Reinu Ishmer, like the custom in our city of Ishmer, Misha Chanane Hashem Ba'Isher, someone who Hakadosh Baruch Hu." Um, <clears throat> granted them, graced them with uh, with uh, riches, with wealth. And he would either purchase or build a house for himself. He would He would make a yeshiva in his house, and he would put tamid chachamim there to learn. writes in Ishmael there were fifty such yeshivas of wealthy people who made a yeshiva in their home. And in Teichachas Chaim, in Parshas Pikude, he writes, Meirein Rav Yaakov Rabbi, and he writes about another Gvir also, Meirein Rav Yosef HaKoyin Chimtzi, Tzadikim V'chasidim Yireim Es Hashem. They were Tzadikim, they were Chasidim, they feared Hashem. Uviyasar Oiz Livnois Yeshivas, he talks about how great they were, and they put an extra strength on building Yeshivas, Ulahad Svarim, and they were involved in printing Svarim. Gam lastly, the Tamidi Chachamim Kolkovit Shabaylam. And they had respect for Tamidi Chachamim Kolkovit Shabaylam. So this was this Rabbi Yaakov Rabbi had a yeshiva based Yaakov Rabbi in his home. Like he said, he was a very wealthy person who established this yeshiva. And the Rosh Hashiva was Rabbi Rafael Yosef Chazan, the Chikrei Leib, the chief rabbi of the city. He continues and he writes about these two Gvirim, Rabbi Yaakov Rabbi and Rabbi Yosef Hakayin. I think this was on Rabbi Yaakov Rabbi. He would constantly say, are from the Heichal, from the palace of the Holy Melech of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Malka Kadisha. And we have to fear the Tamid Chachamim. And to love them. The Tamid Chachamim, they are from the courtyard of Malka Shal Oilam. This is how he viewed Tamid Chachamim. Um, <clears throat> now, his father, as we said, was Rabbi Yaakov. In Chalkam Bachayim, in a hespid on his father, he writes, He was a person who was only Isaac in Ruchnius. He didn't get involved in um, social things, anything that had to do with different people. He never left his house to go schmooze with people or even to be in a crowd of people. Zulas pam except once in a yoyvel, besudas mitzvah megidayle ha'ir. If the gedayle will make some type of sudas mitzvah, he would come. And he says the fact that he stayed away from people, he gained kama nigam adam, not being struck with a lot of 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 nigayim, um, of, of sicknesses, so to speak, maladies of people. Kemoi srach gezel v'sheker v'chanufa, of theft and of lying and of flattery. Dvorim betelim, avak hara. He's not involved in people. His father wasn't involved in people. He never had to have these issues that involve um, interpersonal averis. And he writes about him. He was a he was a zealot. If he would see something that was not proper, he would protest. And he would scream at the person to stop what he's doing. In Moyed L'Cholchai, he writes about his father that if he would walk into a house, he would immediately look to see if there was a Zeichel L'Churban in Osi Kedinoi. When you make, when you build a house, you have to leave a spot opposite the front door, Dalit Al Dalit, Zeichel L'Churban, and he would see if it was done properly, and if not, he would scream at the Balabayas why he doesn't, hasn't done it properly, and he would make sure that he rectifies that issue. 
most of the Torah of his father, Rabbi Yaakov, was burnt in a fire in Izmir in the city of, in this year, 1841. Now in the Hakdama to his Sefer, Chikigelev, he writes about his father and he says, All of his days he told me, Bani, my son, you learn Torah, and I'll take care of the Parnassah. So that's his father told him, don't worry about making a Parnassah, I guess at least when he was younger, as we'll see soon, and you just be Isaac and Tyra. He continues to write there about his mother, She was holy, her actions were holy. For me, she would, uh, she would um, stay awake, she wouldn't go to sleep. She was filled with her heart was filled with knowledge, Vieras Hashem, Moras Hirasi, my mother who gave birth to me, Kali Hamachunis Kadin. Kali who was her nickname was Kadin. So, uh, like a Arabic type of name. Um in his Sefer Re Chaim, he writes in Khalik Bay's Dafchas Nun Sarli Moid al Imi, he writes about his mother passing away in the year eighteen fifteen by Yamusuba Magefa. And she died in a Magefa in the year 1815 in Izmir. Now, if you look in the different uh, um, history of, of his life, there are different birth dates that are listed. But in Tzavo Mechaim, which is his Tzavo that he wrote, and half of it is his Tzavo, and the other half is his son writing about different Hanhagais. And even in his half of the Tzavo, it's about different things that he accomplished in his life. So it says over there, his son writes in Aizmem that he was born on Yud Tes Cheshvan, on the 19th of Cheshvan. Um, it doesn't say a year, so I'm not sure if it was in 1787 or 1788. I saw different uh, dates that it could have been, he was born and he was called Chaim um, after his grandfather. His grandfather, I think, was still alive and he was named after his grandfather. So in Savo Mechayim Oishid Beis, he writes about himself, I could bring his testimony, the Shemaim and the Oretz. From the day that I understood things, till I was 20 years old, I was very diligent in my learning by Yoyim Valaila. By day and by night, built the shum bitul klal without any type of interruptions. Kila hayisi misasik bishum inyan minyani haylam klal. I was not involved in any haylam haza, anything in this world. Like we said before, his father told him, "You learn, and I will support you." Till he was twenty, at least he writes this. His rabbeim at that time was the first rebbe was Rabbi Yitzchok Gatnu who was the Mechaber of the Sefer base Yishak with the Sin. He was one of the great Rabbonim of Izmir. And um, Reb Chaim Falaji writes in his Sefer, Enikal Chaivins, and his Karti Mechurfi, I remember this from when I was very young, Kishi Yitzosi mit Beis Midrasha Yishal Meiri Harav, Beis Yishak, U Beis Moyedzal, another Sefer that he wrote, that when I left the base Medrash of Meiri Harav, the Beis Yishak, and I was brought, my grandfather brought me to his yeshiva, the yeshiva of Beis Yaakov Rebbe. So he started off in the yeshiva of the Beis Yitzchak, and as he got older, he went to his grandfather's yeshiva. And then he writes, um, he writes, he writes, um, afterwards, uh, after many years, 
when I finally became of age, Vineskadalti Bimbeis Midrashay Shal Rebbe is when I grew up in the Medrash of my Rebbe, Bishivasayam before Samus Bukhotzfutas Yisrael, in his Yeshiva that is well known all over Kla Yisrael, that's called Beis Yaakov, like we said, it was called Beis Yaakov Rebbe. So he's, he's saying that after Kamashanim, which sounds like he was in the Beis Yitzchak's Yeshiva for Kamashanim, he got a little older of age, and then he grew up, so to speak, in the house of his, in the Yeshiva of his grandfather, the famous Yeshiva called Beis Yaakov. At a later date, he became, he went into another Yeshiva, the Yeshiva of Beis Hillel. Beis Hillel was named after the Gvir Rebelezer Hillel Bachar Manoach, or Bachar Manoach, and he had a yeshiva in his house as well, like uh, like um, like uh, Rabbi Yaakov Rebbe had a yeshiva in his house. So later on, and this might have been after he's married at a later date, that he was in this yeshiva of of uh, Beis Hillel. In his Hakdama to Ruach Chaim, in his Hakdama to Chaim Shalom Chelek Beis, on the Sharblat, on the title page, he actually writes, So the Svarim that he wrote while he was learning in the Yeshiva of this Rebbe Lezer Hillel, he actually writes in his Svarim that, uh, as a Hakaras Hataif to him, that all of this I wrote in the base Medrash of this Gvir, Rebbe Lezer Hillel. In numerous of his Svarim, he, he writes this. From when he was younger, already, he started writing um, Chidushim down, like he writes in the Sefer Eni Kalchai, he writes that my grandfather, Hagoyin Marizikni, gave me to learn with Binoy, with my grandfather's son, my uncle, Rebbe Lazar Chazan, and his good friend, Rebbe Elia Halevi. And he writes, So this is, sounds like right when he came in to his grandfather's yeshiva. That's a quote from before, continuation of before, that he was brought to his grandfather's yeshiva. And he gave him to learn Bechavrusa with these two Tamidich Chachamim. They were learning Mesechta Metziah, Bava Metziah. And they would write down their Chidushim. They were great people. And they wrote a Sefer. They called it Devar Shnehem, the words of both of them, because they wrote it together. And I was young, and what I was, mechadish, says I was young, I didn't have chedushim like they did, but I guess it inspired him to write as well, and he started writing down his chedushim. But he writes at the end, all of that was consumed by fire. Like we said, there was a big fire in 1841 that destroyed many of his svarim, and his grandfathers, as we said before, or his fathers, I'm sorry. In Hakdama to Chukos Hachayim and Choyshe Mishpat, he writes, "Mimei Churfi, Mikadmuni Nafshi Choshmel Lekayim, Daroitz Lahachim Yasek Bedinim Amunis." From when I was young already, at an early age, my heart desired to be Mekayim, to fulfill the words of Chazal, that someone who wants to become smart should involve himself in the halachas of Dinim Amunis, a monetary halachas. And therefore, my kidneys gave me an Eitzah, that's the Kloyas, Yoyatzai's Chazal tell us, Eitzahs come from the Kloyas. Set yourself up to learn And therefore, because of that is why I went and involved myself in Chayshem Mishpat. I had more than 200 psakim, niknim simanim, it was set up in different chapters, simanim, she says all that was also burnt. He was a svarim collector, not a collector as a collector, but he loved buying svarim. His son writes about him in Chalkas, 
Chayim, he writes, Min Arusai, when he, from when he was young, called Sefer Chodosh, Hayoytzilar, any new Sefer that was printed, he would buy them even if it cost money. And in Amude Chayim, Memzayinam Abayz, he was talking about a certain Gvir there, and he writes, Chazois Osili, Hagvir Achocham, Reiner of Gershim Shal, Shenosim Biyodi Bimechurfi, when I was younger, he gave me Mois, money, Liknois Svarim, to be able to buy Svarim. Now in Chelkam Bachayim that, that we just quoted that he, he says that he bought um, always bought the Svarim over there in that uh, in that shtickle he's talking about he proves that there's a mitzvah to buy Svarim that comes before the mitzvah of Ksiva Sefer Taira. Um, and perhaps it's included in Ksiva Sefer Taira. That's what he's he's dealing with over there. But he writes as a mitzvah to buy Svarim more than Ksiva Sefer Taira. So he was Mekayim in himself this mitzvah. However, at the age of 22... In uh, it's written over there that he sefer Torah kasev l'shmei bevesai. I think it's Savo Mechaim. He writes that the sefer Torah that was written l'shmei for him bevesai in his own house bekedusha v'tahara de sefer muvok. So it sounds like he got a sefer to come, a, a a expert sefer to come write the sefer Torah in his own home that he would wrote at the age of twenty-two. When he was the age of nineteen or twenty, he married his wife Astrula which is a nickname for Esther, the daughter of Rabbi Yitzchak Rebbe, who was a brother of Rabbi Yaakov Rebbe. So Rabbi Yaakov Rebbe was the one whose yeshiva he learned in, the Gvir, and Rabbi Yaakov had a brother, Rabbi Yitzchak, who had a daughter, Esther, who became his wife. And his son writes um, in the Sefer, Beirach HaSavram, he writes, Goydul Sidkasa, she was a great tzadikish, she was a tamim, she was pleasant in her actions, and her greatest attribute, she was very quiet. She was very quiet. You didn't hear things from her. You didn't hear complaints from her. You didn't hear things from her. She was a very tsanua, private very woman, and a very quiet woman. And he shows that as a very big mila that she had. Now we quoted before that he said, till 20 he was Isaac and Tyra. So he continues over there in Savah Mechayim and Oisid Beis and he says, from 20 till 40 did Tali be Tafli. I had children, I had children that depended on me. I was involved in in things of this world. He doesn't say exactly what he did. He says, but nevertheless, um, any times, I didn't have anything else to do. And what did I do? I didn't do anything else. I continued to review my limud. In Tovkov Ayin Gimel, at the age of 25, his grandfather gave him smichas chachamim lohiris v'ladun. His grandfather gave him, and as we'll see, there were a lot of titles in Izmir of um, chachamim and levels of titles that they were given out and they received, and he was very makbid when he became older and he became the Rav. He was very makbid on these titles should be done properly, Yapi, the Rav of the city. So his father, his grandfather, I'm sorry, Gave him smicha to paskin and to judge, like he writes in, uh, like it's written in Savah Mechaim Oisayin, Umiyo Asher Zacha Demar Zakeni Hagadol. This is his son talking, and he says that, Who was Zaycha that my grandfather, the great one, Yalbish Leglimai Lenechtai Mikisei Mamoine? I'm sorry, this is him talking. He's saying that, Who was Zaycha who was that my grandfather, he, he, he um, clothed me? With the special cloak, we spoke about this by the Ben Ishchai, there was a special cloak that they wore, the uh, Itztila de Rabbanon, the special cloak of the Rabbanon that the Sfardim have, 
and his grandfather is the one who actually put it on him. He paid for it. What a schus, he says, that I was zaycha, that my grandfather did this for me when he gave him smichas chachamim. Um, about a year later in Tafkufay and Dalid, um, so this is uh, 1814, his mother was Nifter. And Kalzman, his father was alive. He didn't want to take any official job for the Tzibur. He didn't want to take any official position, even though he had smicha. But in Tafkuf Peches in 1828, when he was 40 years old, his father was Nifter, and he was Makabal on himself to be a Dayan for the city, as he writes and continues to write in Tzavo Mechayim. Ukimaykein, he writes from 40 and on, Shaz Nichnasti Liyaz Dayan Veshoifet Moitz Uletapel Betzarchei Rabim. He says that um, I, I became a Dayan and a Shoifet and someone who answered Shaila and I got involved in Sarchei Rabin. In Tov Kuf Tzadi Zayin, so 1837, he became the Roish Bezdin of the city, which is the next level up. The next year in Tov Kuf Tzadi Ches, his wife was Nifter. And three years later, he married his second wife. Her name was Vida Nama. She was one of the daughters of Rabboni Ishmer. In the year Tov Reish Zayin, so that is in 18, um, Tov Reish is 1840, so 1847, he became Dayan Mitsuyan Rav Sheni. That was the title, the special Dayan, second Rav, so to speak. And this gave him a power to judge as a Yachid. We find in the Gemaras and in Halacha that um, a person is not supposed to be done yechidi, as a yachid. There's a concept of a yachid mumcha. Usually you need a bezdin of three. But there's a concept of a yachid mumcha, a special yachid that could judge as an individual. Um, and he got that power with this, um, with this appointment. He writes in different places. He wasn't very happy about it. He didn't want to judge be yechidi. He always wanted to have others with him. But Lamaisi had that power. In Tafresh Tesvav, in 1855, he got to the highest level in the Rabbanus, so to speak, of Izmir, and that was Harav HaKailel, the chief rabbi of the city. And a year later, he actually got that title from the government called Chacham Bashi, is the leader of the city, recognized of the chief rabbi of Izmir, recognized by the government. And in Tafresh Chaf Aleph, um, he was given actually by the government the power to paskin Dine Torah, with the power of the government to be able to give penalties on people who don't do things correctly, throw them into jail if necessary. So he had the power of the government behind him as the Dayan and the, and the chief rabbi um, of the city. Um, and he actually writes about this in Zechir Lechayim, Chelek Beis, um, he writes, the fimash in ischadish b'malchusenu. There's something new in our malchus. Losis pe'erva kavod l'rashayam that the government gives kavod to the gedolim of the city. L'chvoi l'tamidei chachamim l'umay Yisraelis shayinu shvelim mikol ha'umays. He says the fact that Klaiso was always the downtrodden nation, and now the governments are giving them covered, these are sparks of Geula, Nitsutse Geula. And he brings from somewhere that it says the Geula is going to come lat, lat, slowly, like Derech Tivi, in a natural way. And these are all part of it that we went from a downtrodden nation to now the government, in fact, will give us even some covered. When he had become Reish Bezdin in Tavkov Tzadi Zayin in 1837, he also became the Reish Yeshiva, the Reish Mesifta, in the Yeshiva's Beis Yaakov and his grandfather's Yeshiva, and he was totally giving himself over to Talmidim as well. 
like it says in Savo Mechayim in Islam, Islam at Aleph, Marbitz Talmidim, and he went around and he actually went gathering for them and to make sure they had food. And Kamatarak Lasakana Yeshivas Vinyafuarim, he worked so hard there should be nice buildings for the Yeshivas. The Yamarchiv Liba Shaladam, it helps a person be comfortable to learn. And in one place he writes about how he made sure that there were pails and ropes by the well in order to draw water for the Chachamim and the Talmidei Yeshivas. And not only for his Yeshiva, even for the Talmidim of Talmidei Torah that were near the Yeshiva Beis Yaakov, he made sure there was always the proper equipment that they should have water. And he went around himself making sure that there were pails and that there were um, ropes in order that the Menei Yeshivas should have what they need. He was involved in the Ruchnius as well, and sometimes he actually had to prepare drushes for his Talmidim. In one place he writes, um, in Smicha uh, Lechayim, he writes that, um, um, I'm sorry, he writes in one place, that in Re'echai, in Parshas Noach, he says, This was a drasha shesidarti lechem et Talmida yeshiva that I prepared for one of the Talmidim, v'nei nidrash b'nesu that he had to give when his sister got married, so I helped him prepare the drasha. But at the same time, he was also very busy, and Smicha Lechayim, he writes, that he says, I was very bu- busy with many tirdas, and he was looking for a certain source. He says, so I couldn't look it up myself, so I, t- I gave it over to one of my Talmidim, that he should search in the Chidushim of Rab Shmuel Yafi, the author, author of the Sefer Yefei Tayar, and he wasn't able to find it. So he helped out his Talmidim, and his Talmidim helped him out as well. As chief rabbi, he darshined in the Beis HaKnesses, like he writes in Parshas Vayakel, Noagu b'chol tfusas Yisrael lidroish b'shabosos hanoyadim, there's this special shabosos that the Rabbonim Darshin, Shabbos Zohar, we mentioned this by the Ben Ishchai, Shabbos Hagadol, Shabbos Kala, that's the Shabbos before Shavuos, Shabbos Tshuva, and here's a new Shabbos, Shabbos Halbasha. This was the Shabbos that they used to make an appeal for clothing for poor people. It was the Shabbos of Halbasha, of clothing the Aniyim, he Darshin did the, as then as well. He was very makbid on the, on the, on the, on, on understanding the, how important these drushas were. In Nefesh, Achayim, in Nefesh Chayim, he writes to the person darshaning, he says, Yidrash Musar Haskel Hamshech Libas Bnei Adam. He should darshan things of Musar to try to get to the hearts of people. This is not the time to say a shtikal Torah of Pilpul. Deep things that people don't understand. We saw this by the Ben Chai as well. Um, in Techaches Chaim, Kuf Yagim Almadbeis, he tells the Tzibur, Achi of Chala, Kol Yochidio Ir, every person has an obligation, Kikaton Kigadol, small and big, Leilach Lishmaya Drashas Chacham, to go hear the Drash of the Chacham. Because besides for the obligation to hear Divrei Torah, if you don't go, Oid Kiyesh Heder Bizoyan Lerav. That's a very big Bizoyan to the Rav. So on one hand, he's telling the Rav to make sure to give the Drashah properly, at the same time, he's telling the Tzibur that they have to have an appreciation for the drasha and for the rav as well. Um, when it came to the chinuch of the pe- the children of the city, 
In Tzavo Mechayim, he writes there, he writes, Hayisi Doyeg, I was very, I was very involved and worried, Aliman al-Tamidim, Hashariyabam Sinei, Simone Tara, if I saw a certain Talmidim of the city, children of the city, Lios Bem Chachmav, Lios Merim Harais Israel, and I saw that they had the potential to be Chachamim, to be Rabbanim and Klai Yisrael, and I realized Sheyotzim Lashuk Lamaso Matan, at a young age they were going out to go into the business world. He says, if the reason was if the only reason they were leaving the yeshiva was because of parnasa, so I would obligate myself to support them. I'm not from the rich people. And I barely make a parnasa. But he says, I made sure to keep them there if I saw they had potential. Not only that, also those who didn't have that potential, but I was very, very involved to make sure they should not leave school or yeshiva to go out to learn a trade. At least they should know how to daven. If they were richer, b'nei Ashirim, they have to at least know Teresh about Peg, Gemar, and Shulchan Aruch before they could go out to find a job. He says, many times I gave out an announcement, uh, an edict, with the power of the Torah, No father is allowed to take his son out of the yeshiva, out of school, until the child knows all of the davening. Not only that, no tradesman was allowed to be mekabel nari Yisrael lelamdoi, umnis, to accept any Jewish child to teach him a trade at Shiedu Seder Atfilas until the child knows the Seder Atfilas. So he was able to 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 rule, so to speak, speak with a with a kayach, with an ironclad uh, kayach, bekayach atayra, to make sure that the children at least they should go out of school or yeshivas knowing how to daven. And therefore, that was a psak that he gave bekayach atayra to the parents, and a psak that he gave bekayach atayra to the tradesmen in order to ensure that that should happen. Um, he also would teach the Mechanchim how to teach. In Torah V'chaim he writes, You have to teach the Talmidim pleasantly, word for word, each child, each Talmud according to his, to his level. And you should show him a very happy face. Don't get upset at them if they don't understand things. You have to treat them, treat them properly. And in fact, in Chalka Machayim, in a hesped that his son said on him that we will talk about later at the end of the year, it says that before, right before he was nifter, actually the day he was nifter, he appointed 12 people, 12 anoshim, that they should be a group, that they should be in charge and, and be in charge of the chinuch of the city. And what was Be'ikr their job? To make sure that poor children should be accepted to the school for free. And that they should get scholarships. That everyone should be able to come to school to at least learn something. And how did that pay? He pay for that. He put a tax. He put a tax on the meat of the city in order to cover these extra expenses for the scholarship campaign. And there were these twelve people who were uh, in charge of that. This is one of the last things he did the day he was nifter to make sure the chinuch of the city would be um, would remain um, the way he wanted it. He was involved in the tznius of the city, and he would be mazer, he would warn 
parents about the tzniyas of their daughters. He made takonas. He made edicts about what they could do and what they can't do, as we'll see in a moment. He even would put out knosses, penalties, people who are over on these inyanim of tzniyas. For example, in Ruach Chaim, Evan Azar, Kufay and Zion, he writes, there were some girls who used to go and dance in front of the Goyim. Shalachti, I sent legaleach saris besuleis to cut off their hair. Shemeraktim ifnei akum, binachti oisam beveis hasayar, I put them in jail. At shekiblu shleizidun oid, until they stopped, they were makabal, they're not going to do this again. Bevchiduni al kacha mitzar asrara, they threatened me that they're going to get the government against me, even though he had the power, like we said before, I'll be the government, maybe this was before that kufa, but he says, I didn't care, shaymer mitzvah leyeder davara. And in Tzavo Mechayim, he writes, Jewish girls should not work in Gaisha homes. You have to forcibly take them out and put them in Jewish homes. And he would warn people to make sure to be careful of Gaisha neighbors, what they could have a bad influence, and the terrible things could come out. And it wasn't only on girls, on boys as well. In Chukei Achayim, Daf Yilches, and Moi Chai, he talks about that the Bachram would go out to take walks and to do things on, on Shabbos and on Matzah Shabbos, even more so, they would go out, out in the town, so to speak. And he writes, We should daven that it should rain on Shabbos and Matzah Shabbos in order that they shouldn't be able to go out because so many problems happen. A person who loves his son, should not let his son go out of the house. Ah, he wants to go out. You should tie him up. Just he put a leash on a dog. He says you should tie him up. I'm not sure this would work nowadays, but this is what he said. And you'll see how much he's going to gain by keeping his son home, how he will remain um, um, loyal to Torah. His, um, and in many of his svarim, we see his value for the minhagim, uh, minhagim achlal, minhagim of the city. In Masachayim, he writes, Ein l'shana shum minug, should not change any minug. Bein b'seidr atfilas, whether it comes to the tfilas, bein b'seidr kriya satayra, bein b'seidr ha'oylin, the aliyas. Kol davar davar yeshev alikra v'yisoyde. Every minug has its source, has its foundation, and nothing should be changed. In Ois Reish Samach Vav over there, he talks about, I don't think it was in Ishmael, it was a different place, that they wanted to change, that the Chazan would wear like a black uh, cloak. And um, there should be some music there as well. And even though at that time many of the priests would wear such a black cloak, it wasn't the same as the priests, there were differences to it, but it, it had the same ruach, so to speak, of those uh, of the... Of the uh, of the priests. And um, he writes over there against it. He says, first of all, that was never our minig. And we're not going to change the minig. And more than that, he writes, It's a disgusting and a hated thing. We should serve Hashem in things that look like the, the, the priests do it. So you can't do such a thing. Um, now it's interesting. In Kafa Chaim and Simon Hay, at the end there, Ois Chav Beis, Chav Gimel, Chav Dalen, Chav Vav, he talks about that the Rav has an obligation to make sure that the city um, makes takanas about Hachnosas Orchim. He writes, Yasa Takana Likabal Orchim. We have to make a takana that we have to uh, give people places to stay. I'll be, um, I'm sorry, um, she, I skipped a line, I'm sorry. They should give a place for people to stay. Even if it's not a chash of a person, if it's a pochash of a person, a low-down person, you still have to make sure he has a place to stay. 
is to stay. And he writes, Vireinu Ishmer, in our city, Bechalai writes Asmuchas, in all the cities, the villages around, Yasu Takana Lekabal Archem Api So maybe we could spread it out with some type of system of a Gairal, Chayzer Chalil, we all take turns in being Machnis the Archem. And he writes, he writes, if we're able to do this and we make sure to take in the Archim and we make sure they're taken care of, this should be a schus to protect us. The Chas nothing bad should happen to us. Then he says, when it comes to Hamid Chachamim, you have to give him Achsanya Noel You have to give him a proper uh, place to say, every time Chacham according to his value. Then he says another thing. You cannot make a rule in the city that you only give a, a set amount to Aniyim. You can't give a, it's a set amount of donations to Aniyim. He says, interesting thing, he says, if that's how you're going to act in Shemayim and Rosh Hashanah, they're going to say also, set amounts, we're giving set amounts. He says, and we ask Hashem to Yorik Bracha Adbali Dai, Hashem should pour out Bracha endless, Adbali Dai, until our lips dry out, as Chazal say, from saying enough and enough. He says, How can we ask Hashem to do that if that's not the way we act? He's going to act Mida Bemida. And he talks about um, treating Mishalachim from Eretz Yisrael properly. And he writes, We know. If not for the tefillahs of those who live in Yisrael, the people in Chutzlaretz would never be able to withstand the gullus that we're in. So we have to respect and support the people in Yisrael. Then he writes, And even the Ashkenazim that come to us, you have to respect them as well. You don't treat them differently. We're all the children of the same father. created us. He was a big of Shalom. He writes, To make sure that people are B'Shalom. And he says, And I worked very hard, a lot of toy, a lot of effort, in the Indian, in the in the in the realm of making sure people who are in fights make up with each other, be right of shalom. And he writes in Savo Mechayim, he says an idea we should make a group. He calls it a kupa, but it's like a kvutza, a group. Like you had char- people in charge of uh, you know the, the schools, you have people in charge of Shabbos. He says a group she writes for shalom. They should be in charge of making shalom. Should take if she's immediately. They hear people who are arguing. They should go and make shalom b'neim. And he says a very interesting thing. He writes, on one condition, they have to yitchu kinyin chamura. They have to obligate themselves with a shvua chamura, with an oath, in a very serious way, that what? Can you imagine, people who their job is to make shalom, um, it's not going to be an easy job, and people are going to scream at them, and hit them, and, and shame them, and they have to make, they have to be macabre themselves. They're not going to take it personally. They're not going to be insulted. They have to ta- be macabre with a kinyan, a shvua chamura. And they have to just, uh, they have to take it. If we can make such a group of people who are able to do this, there's no doubt in my mind it will bring the geula closer. His son in, in his hespid in Chalka and Bechayim, Drush Lamedalid, he writes, Vemis Agid, I'll tell you the truth. Kimiyom Shmini Atzeris, from the Shmini Atzeris of this year, which was the year 
Tafresh Chav Ches of 18, Shmini Atzeres would be 1867, Tafresh Chav Ches. He says, I already understood that in this year, uh, my father is going to go up to Mesifta the Rekia, he's going to be Nifter. And when he got the Aliyah, he read the parsha B'Tzibur of Azayis Habracha, he started crying, ad uncontrollable weeping, especially when he was reading the part, the part that Moshe Rabbeinu benched Klayisa before he was Nifter. And when he got to the death of Moshe Rabbeinu, he was crying as well, and all the people who were there, everyone was crying. His son says, I realized at that point that the time is up, the Tzadik is Ovad. But he was still well and healthy till 15 days before he was Nifter. He got sick. However, he still continued to learn. Beniskayim Barabenu, he says, his son writes, he kept the mimer of Chazal, Afilu Bishas Misa Yasik Betayra, even Zaysa, Taira Adam Kiyamus Ba'ayel, even Bishas death, a person should be Yasik Betayra, Vahayra Hirois be Yisrael. He passed in those last few days. As we said before, Umana, Umayna, Umina, Yudbez Nesia Ha'am, he, uh, he, he appointed those 12 people that are called the Machzike Aniyim, as we said before, those are the ones in charge of making making sure the kids have scholarships and um, and um, and that's uh, that's what he did till his last day the Hebrew Kedisha said they never saw such a petira such a death like a tzaddik the night before he said Tikkun Chatzais in the morning he davened and about an hour before he was nifter he washed his hands and he and I think he drank or he ate something and then he just lay down and he was nifter Hayesh Adam Gadol V'Kadosh Kamayu, the Chavar Kadisha said, it was something that was an Adam Gadol V'Kadosh. Is there such an Adam Gadol V'Kadosh like, like, uh, like him? And so he was Nifter on Yud Zayin Shvat, Tav Reish Chav Ches, in 1868. The Levaya, they went with rows and rows of people, um, shuras and shuras, rows of people, and everyone had candles, and they walked to the Beis Olam, and when they put his body into the kever, a wind came and blew out every single solitary candle. It sounds like there might have been thousands of candles there. And it blew out every single cal- ca- candle, and they realized, Kikovaner Yisrael, the candle of Klai Yisrael had been extinguished with the death of Rav Chaim Falaji. That was the simon they saw. Yud Zayin Shvat, Tofresh Chavches, 1868. As we said, he wrote many, many, many svarim. The ones that, as he writes, many of them were lost in the Sreifa. Many of them we have. And, um, and this is Reb Chaim Falaji. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Kaltuv.